Hello and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan and joining me on this episode is my fabulous co-host Jane Hilsden. How are you Jane? Hello Stacey, I'm well. How are you? So good. Last time you joined us we uh, talked about favourite things for like half the episode because you were so excited about your yin yoga. How's that been going? You still been yes. yogaing it up? Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a weekly staple in my um, in in my exercise routine. What about yourself? What's been keeping you busy? Um, favorite thing this week um, has to be. Uh, well, this is going to sound dumb, but it's Henry, Patrick, and Henry. I don't know. They've just got to a point where they are mates. I think they annoyed. Each- they went through a little stage where they would just they just annoy each other. So every time they played, it would be like someone would get upset, someone would get hurt. Also, like I had to break something up every time. But just recently, I've just like, they've just kind of been off on their own playing peacefully together so much so that it's terrified me and I've had to go and check that they haven't like cut a hole in the wall or something like just because they're normally just like go, go, go. But they're just playing cutely and hugging and cuddling and you know, Patrick's teaching him things because Patrick's at school now so he's learning all these things and learning to ride and learning – you know, how to read and what things mean and he's kind of like trying to teach that on to Henry. It's super cute. So my favourite thing this week is my boys just being cute. <laughs> oh, sweet. It is, a ni- it is nice and I noticed that with the girls because they're, you know, a couple of years apart so they're very, very close in age and whilst they're very, very different, they um, – they're very similar in a lot of ways as as well and they get along very well so and it's yeah you're probably right like and until about the kind of I don't know five seven age yeah it's all bickering and that's my baby that's mine I had it first you know yeah Yeah. and and um because they're competing kind of almost for everything and then they, they then they get to the point where where they're mates and now it's me constantly having to go well tell me what like they have their own and I'm like don't leave me out of it excuse me you wouldn't be in this world to know that secret if I wasn't here you've got to let me in on this <laughs> oh speaking of I must say to my kids all the time that you know they'll say why why do you get something or other and I my retort is always about the fact that they they grew inside my uterus and, yeah. and I say the word uterus a lot and last night we had dinner with my folks and Patrick Announced to the dinner table, did you know I was once inside mummy's uterus? (laughs) My dad's just lost it because uterus is not a word that is normally spoken at the the white family table. table. Yeah, but Patrick just, yeah, came straight out of it. It's a very interesting fact, Patrick, yes. (laughs) What's your favourite thing this week, Miss Jane? Oh, my favourite thing, oh, my goodness, I just had it in my head and I was thinking about it and I was like, no, concentrate, concentrate (laughs) on Stacey's story. What is my favourite thing this week? Uh, Do you know what? Let's come back to it because it's completely gone from my mind. I had a good one too, but it'll come back. Well, write it down. If um, Yes, if it comes back, (laughs) I'll write it down. It'll come back straight through, yeah, in the middle of something. We're going to talk today about making do. This is your topic of choice, Jane. And I said, I don't, I, I'm just going to roll with you. So I'll let you take, mm. take the wheel. Mm. Okay. So, where are little, you making do? Yeah. Well, in a few areas. Um, but I wanted to talk more broadly about the, the, the topic. Um, so, 
just after we film, uh, we produced, uh, published, what do you call it, recorded uh, <laughs> our last episode of the um, Miss Bossy Boots podcast last year, it was with Lorraine. Yes. Lorraine Murphy. Anyway, um, just after that, she actually sent an invitation to both of us to come and join her mastermind. And I just had a gut feel at the time that said, yeah, I think this is the right move. And let's be very clear, of the two of us, like I think at the time I was the more super fan, Lorraine Lorraine Murphy super fan. So so we both got the invitation and I think you were expecting that I was going to do it but I was not in a position to do it and then you signed up and, my God, I was jealous. Oh, were you? (laughs) Of course I was. Like that's that's pretty awesome. So how did it go? Yeah. Oh, it was great. Um, I really like Lorraine. I really like being in a position where I'm surrounded by smart women. Yes. You know, uh, more than anything. And that's why I signed up. Like I, I sign up to these opportunities and, and it, that's exactly what it was. It was a, it was a mastermind and yeah. Lorraine had curated the group and she'd done a really good job of that. Um, and it was a big investment and, you know, for the first little bit I was like, oh, you know, I, I think I just kind of said yes because it felt right at the time. But then I went, oh, God, Jane, you're doing so much this year. <laughs> like ease up on we the – We actually uh, need to do a whole episode just on your 2020 on professional, professional development. On the professional development. My God, Can we do that insane. soon? <laughs> yes, <laughs> write, write that one goodness. down. <laughs> yeah. But, I, it, I mean, it's been a great investment. Um, anyway, so I did that and, um, I met some fabulous, fabulous women along the way. One of them, um, owns a, and she won't mind me actually sharing her name. Her name's Lisa Burling Blake. Um, and she runs a very successful PR firm called, um, LB PR and she runs it out of Wollongong. Um, she does have a lot of Wollongong clients, but I think she's also got Sydney clients as well. Anyway, she's actually written a book and uh, she's written a couple actually, um, but her, her one book is about, you know, her rise from adversity. And she, in a nutshell, um, when she had her first child, and I think her first child was maybe eight weeks premature, um, and forgive me, Lisa, if I've got the details mixed up here, but it was, I think that her first child was was eight weeks premature. And when she was in hospital, um, you know, with the with the premature baby, her husband left her, like just as she'd literally given birth to their first child oh with gosh. eight weeks. And her husband just <sighs> left. And and so she found herself in this position where she was still in hospital with this premature baby. She didn't have a husband. She didn't have the stable income and the house and the family and the dream that she had planned for. So she said she literally started the business from her hospital bed, like out of a wow. desperate need to, you know, earn money, create this this family life and, and um yeah, basically, you know, get herself out of out of the situation that that had presented to her. So, fast forward, and gosh, I don't know how old her eldest son is, but he's still pretty young. Like, I'm pretty sure that both her kids are still in primary school. Um, fast forward, and now she's just remarried, and she's got this fantastic um, and really successful PR business that she has built from the scratch from that day in her from scratch from that day in her hospital bed. What an awesome story! Yeah, and um, anyway, so so we were on a um, workshop session with Jack DeLosa 
um, which was amazing, and he he was fantastic. Um, anyway, Lisa was kind of talking through some of you know that story and sharing some of that with the group and 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 Jack and and along the way she was kind of talking about the trajectory of her of her um, PR company. And, and and I guess I kind of saw a lot of parallels with with our business. Like my businesses, my business is in Port Macquarie, but we you know we're based regionally, but we've got that Sydney, and we're growing a team. And she kind of said she and she'd made a lot of kind of mistakes along the way, just as I had. She she'd done it over a much shorter time frame than 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 I had. Um, and she was kind of just saying, yeah, it's awesome because I'm up to, you know, this level of revenue now and I've got a team of six and, you know, to think that I'd started with a team of da 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 I was like, oh, wow, like I, I feel like there's so many parallels here. And so after that chat, I reached out to her and I said, Lise, do you mind if I, you know, if we get together and have a um, virtual coffee because I just, you know, this is the biggest challenge I have with my business is finding you know, the right team to scale my business. And, I, and, and you know, if, if I could get to where you are now, I feel like it's just there, but I can't get there. And, and it, the one thing that stops me is the hiring, you know, the people, the people side of, of the business. So I said, you know, let's have a coffee if you, if you don't mind and, and just basically asked her lots of questions. Anyway, you know, she was fantastic and, and shared so much insight. But one of the things that she shared that really, really stuck with me was she said, Jane, at some point in the business, I stopped just making do. I stopped just taking the people that were coming to me, like people were approaching me for for work and I was just going, oh, great, that'll save me hiring. You know, I'll just make do Mm. with this hire. Um, I'll just make do with this because I'll make that person work in that particular position. I'll just make that work, you know, that... And I just went, oh, my God, yes, like that, yes. You know, how many times do we make do in life? And because I'm just about, you know, I'm in the throes of actually hiring, and, and this is I wanted to chat to her before I went out and started hiring for, for the new role that I'm hiring because it's someone who's a little bit more senior, you know, and, and you know, you, you don't want to make hiring mistakes. You know, yes, we all make them, but... Yeah, you never set it out wanting to. Really it. hurts, not just yeah. you and your business, but it hurts that person too. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it is the worst situation to be in um, because these are humans, so you kind of want to avoid that at at all costs. And sometimes it's unavoidable. You can do all the right. You know, I've been through situations where I've done all the right things and it still hasn't worked. You know, and then sometimes where I have literally just you know, taken someone who I've had a really good gut feeling and and they've been amazing and they've been fantastic. So anyway, you know, whether you can avoid it or not, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. People are people, but you know, that 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 piece of advice, you know, really led me to go, okay, when I go out and hire this next person, I'm not just going to make do with the person that's the most convenient or the person that I get closest to. If I don't find that perfect match, I'm not hiring. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I don't I'm just not doing it. You know, I'm I'm I've I've put I guess I've kind of not manifested but planned. I know the type of person that I want in this role. Um and I'm not going to settle. Do you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. going to settle for 
And I think before I'd actually had that in my head, I thought it's so tempting just to go, well, this is close enough. Yeah, and, and the hiring process is so near painful enough. anyway. By the time you actually get to finding someone, you're willing it to, to be perfect because you're just sick of it. You just want it to be over. You and, and I are and both too impatient for, for things like and hiring. because there's a pain point in the business. Like you've, you need you know, someone. Generally, yeah. well, by the time you're hiring, you need that person to be doing the work. And one thing Lorraine always said was hire for the person you need in six months. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say hire slow, fire, fast. But that, oh, well, yeah, she that is that too. smart. But per- hire not the person for the you person, need now. Not for the one you need now. Hire it for the person that you mm. need in six months because it takes six months. By the time you find that person, by the time you onboard them, by the time you train, you know, get them settled, make sure everything's working, yep. that's when they can start being truly productive. Yeah. Um, so, so again, I think that's probably what's going around in my head to, to you know, I, if I hire this next person, I am going to have to work hard. But hopefully it frees me up to go and work hard and go and get the business because that's what I'm good at. Yeah. You know, that's my superpower yeah. is getting out there, doing the networking, building the relationships, getting people on board. What my superpower, you know, I love the strategy and the creativity and that sort of stuff. But what my superpower is not is the day-to-day operations. But I have very, very, very high standards of what that looks like. Um, And so I need someone that can deliver that. And I know there are people out there. I can't afford to, I can't afford to make do because I know that that, all that's going to do is just give me a daily dose of disappointment. (laughs) Yeah. I find that in in places in my business that I've been making do, it's because I've been too lazy, and I'll go on ahead yeah. and say it. It's been I've been too lazy to put the processes in place that need to be there in order to to make things work better. I've often gone, oh look, I could just do it myself, and then jumped in and done it, or I've gone, oh, and got really frustrated and gone, oh, how how do they not know that this you know X Y Z needs to happen? But where I stopped making do with just how things were and how things how we've always done things and started to make actual progress in the business and try and move the business forward is when I actually took the time to go in and figure out, okay, this is a problem that keeps occurring. This is something I keep getting cranky about. What do I need to do? How far back do I need to go in the process so that when the first red flag appears, we can nip it in the bud there and then we don't have to go down this road over and over again because so much of making do just sometimes just feels like, well, I've always done it this way or I've always saved the day or it's always been like this, so we'll just keep doing it like that. But mm. for me in my business, it took a real um, – <laughs> it actually took – it actually <laughs> – this is going to sound silly. It took um, nutting out the things that needed to happen in my business in my absence that were things like – if the toilets aren't flushing, mm. if the power goes out, if the – we didn't – I got a phone call every time anything um, housekeeping, like workmanship thing, like those things would go wrong, the power would be out or the door right. would be locked or the, something would fall off its hinge or something would fall off the wall or I would get a call and I'd be like, ah, oh, why can't – we just sort this out without me. I'm in the middle of bathing two kids and I'm trying to put dinner on the table and, you know – 
all of that kind of stuff. But it, I had to get back to that root process. And once I took the time and set aside like three hours and came up with processes for what actually happens in each of these scenarios, I haven't had a phone call since. But I made do for like five years of getting cranky every six weeks when something would go wrong and I'd, you know, have the shits because someone called me about it. But it took the time to do it and often that time, you know, is out of out of your comfort zone and I was out of my comfort zone. I, uh, writing policies and procedures is not my thing. Oh, but Whose thing is it, honestly? They must exist, Jane. Not on this podcast, but they must be out there somewhere. But I'm yeah, sure they do. I had yes. to, I had to go. I had to to say, okay, enough's enough. I we've been making do and it's not working. What do I What do I need to change in order to to move things forward? And now, you know, I have. I don't get emergency phone calls, um, yeah. fake fake emergency phone calls, as J- my friend Jane Gretch, and you know Jane, she calls them yeah. fake emergencies. Um, as business owners, we quite often get called because there's a fake emergency. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, this thing has happened. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Could Yeah, could that be yeah. dealt with? So the fake emergencies have kind of gone off my um, off my to-do list and my phone hasn't rung as much and and that was only because I had I took action. Finally, I finally yes. took action. Yeah, 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 yeah. And look, I same thing with the with the with the systems and and processes. You know, I think they do end up being so um, helpful to, particularly when you are when you are growing your your team. I hate doing them. I mean, I I, I just I guess I've really focused on them since since about November last year, and now we've actually started using them. Uh, because the team is is growing and I realise the power of them. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. just as you have had that take that burden taken off, um, same same thing. You just go, can you just go and read the process? Here's a quick run through. Now you just go that it's all written step by step. So you should, this process has been designed for someone to pick it up and and read it and do the job from it. And if it's not, tell me exactly where you get stuck so that we can go in and fix that process so that you can just go. And it's liberating. Like it yeah. really is is really liberating. But, you know, I guess in life there's so many things that you can be making do with. Like I guess it's really made me think about everything, you know, in terms of, um I don't know. The, the, and, and for me, like there's not a lot in my personal life that I make make do with because, um, well, for, for whatever reason, so I'm very fortunate in that. I think it's just in business because, as you say, I mean, and you said lazy, but it's just not a priority. Like it's no. a job that we hate yeah. and so we don't prioritise it. Um, but I don't think it's because you're lazy. I think it's just because it's just one of those jobs where we're not in our in our superpower and I think like certainly for me the last six months I've been so out of my comfort zone in working on these things of the business which I've just had to lean into because I can't I just realize I can't keep just making do with that as as a solution but and look this is what this is what a lot of I guess my personal development last year, but but this is a lot of what Yin Yoga addresses is having the ability to lean into discomfort and move through it. But I feel like I'm 
I'm just in so much discomfort right now. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, and and I'm moving through it, and and I love, and I can't remember. It might have been Dr. Libby's because that was another thing I did last year. That was another <laughs> the two months break. Dr. Libby, um, who she she comes at you know she comes at weight loss essentially what it was it was weight loss for women but she comes at it from a from a um, hormonal biodynamic yeah bio whatever biochemistry not biodynamic biochemistry (laughs) hormonal and a physiological um point of view and I think it was her um that used to talk about human emotions like we're not designed just to be happy like yes we feel better when we feel happy but to be human is to feel every emotion. Yeah, Glennon Doyle talks about like the feeling of if you're f- if you're sad, we get taught that that's wrong. Like if you're sad yes. or you're angry, we're doing emotions wrong. We're doing life wrong because you're not meant yes, to be like that. Maybe it was Glennon. When ac- yes. actually you meant to there's a whole gamut of emotions and you're meant to experience all of them and it doesn't mean if you feel all of them it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong it actually means you're doing it right right yeah that's that's it and I do remember reading that in Glennon's book actually that's 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 right and so I guess that makes yeah like when we're perpetually trying to run away from feeling you know uncomfortable and all of that sort of stuff I guess for me I go well how long do you stay uncomfortable <laughs> but then I'm I'm reading um Daniel Flynn's book called One Chapter One at the oh, moment. Cool. I don't know if you've read that, but oh my god, Daniel Flynn, it's thank so you, Water. good. Yes, yeah. yes. He was a presenter, I think, in the business in the business club, and he was he's brilliant as well. And when you read that Chapter One book, like the resilience, and I think, I mean, I look back on it and I think, well, the fact that you were twenty and you didn't have dependence and you didn't have, you know, all the responsibility probably does give you that little bit um, more uh, ability to be able to kind of throw things on the on the line. But having said that, his resilience, like the knockbacks that yeah. they. Oh my goodness! It's like it's painful to read. Like yeah. it's painful to read. So you think it's not nothing's ever overnight. There is no such thing as that overnight success. But you can just you can see why a lot of people don't choose to progress with with you know running and and not so much running a business, scaling a business. Yeah. That's I think I think that's where it gets really really tricky is when you started when you've started something from scratch and you would know this because you've done it starting something from scratch and scaling it it's 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 not easy and I'm I'm experiencing it for a second time like I'm thinking I'm making a lot of a lot of parallels currently with my Simply Stacey Morgan work compared to PMPA when we opened PMPA we had 70 kids turn up on the first day and so I never had that oh my gosh what if nobody calls feeling that I'm experiencing now as, with each different product that I launch for Simply Stacey Morgan. You know, we've got coaching products that are group coaching and then we've got one-on-one deliverables. We've got our mastermind. We've got lots of different things. And every time we go to to launch something or to do a webinar, I go, is anyone going to register? Like, yeah. oh my God, like that, I get that whole, that whole feeling and I go, no, nope, I've got to push through. Like this, yeah. this will happen. And inevitably it does, but it's, yeah, yeah that, that journey is, is rough yeah and so I think it's little wonder that we do make do sometimes because you know when you wear that many hats in in a business um sometimes sometimes something has to give when you don't have all the resources 
you know, to be the very best finance person, to be the very best leader, to be the very best, you know, marketer when you're actually the person within the business or the dance teacher in in your case, uh, you know, and all the other things that you have to sometimes you kind of just make do in some areas while you just go and work on on the others. But I think for people, I'm starting to realise that, this is not somewhere that I can afford to make do. You know, this is this is my business. Um, this is one area that I'm not going to make do yeah. anymore. Yeah, I love that, Jane. Good for you. The the I I don't have many stories about making do when it comes to people, but when I had um Patrick, my second child, we had a teacher that came to town just for a short period of time, and that was a very make do hire. <laughs> during that time and I remember at the concert um very loudly a swear like several swear words in the track that the eight-year-olds were dancing to just like launching out into the theater and I'm thinking these kids have been dancing hearing that word every week for 12 weeks but I was in such a like a state of yeah newborn baby plus toddler plus business growing plus oh my gosh I remember making do then but when you can get to a point in your business where you no longer have to make do and you can make really good decisions in order to 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 help yourself out and to push yourself that little bit further then that's that's a nice place to be I'm excited for you Jane Mm, I will be when I get there Stace (laughs) (laughs) it's all a journey all a journey um speaking of journeys um I love this Miss Bossy Boots journey and that is evolving with us doing a couple of little episodes. It makes it all the more special. If you're enjoying Miss Posse Boots, make sure you share this episode with your friends. If you're listening to it on your phone, I'd love you to screenshot now and um, pop it on your Insta story and tag the Miss Posse Boots podcast. Jane will be back um, uh, in another couple of episodes to chat again. But Jane, did you remember your favourite thing that you forgot at the beginning of the episode? Mm. Do you know what? I've, I've, I've gone back. No, I've gone back a couple of times to try and – recall it and um i haven't been able to t- so sorry i'll just postpone my favorite thing until next time until next time fabulous yep. and until next time thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you soon you've been listening to another morgan media production 